now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe. I'm your host here every week, bringing you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. If you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for decorating or improvement ideas for your home, this is a great place to be every weekend. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. I'm your host here every week. I've been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria for 30 years. I've handled hundreds of transactions here in our beautiful city. And I'm proud to be ranked as one of the top REMAX agents in Western Canada. And I'd be happy to please, uh, I'd be pleased, be pleased and happy to help you as well too. Thanks to you, our loyal listeners, I've discovered that you love hearing stories from realtors across the country. In past, we've illustrated that this business isn't exactly what you see on TV. It's not nearly as glamorous and sometimes can be downright spooky. Today is one of several episodes I've compiled speaking with my colleagues across Canada. Sometimes we just all need a good laugh. So let's get right into our first story. Now we're not too far away. We're over in Langley on the lower mainland. Uh, from Remax Treeland, we have Jeremy Sutton. Jeremy, thanks for joining us. My pleasure as always. Uh, you've got a story all about great finds in a house, eh? Uh, tell us about what happened with you. Yeah, this story goes back. I've been in real estate since 1984. Yeah, you started when you were four. Yeah. yeah. Actually, 83. That's why I was four. I got yeah, my yeah, license yeah. early. It was, yeah, yeah. it was my parental thing. Of, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, the, I remember the sale price on this house. The house was listed for seventy nine nine in Maple Ridge. Uh, this this goes back to the eighties, and I had a a single guy, younger single guy, as a buyer, and we were shopping around for homes. And this is a, a typical um, uh, Vancouver split level split entry. Yeah, yeah. No way. You come in the front door. The front door is halfway between half the upstairs up, and down. the basement. And yeah. when you come in the front door, the stairs go down and stairs go up. Uh, very typical 70s built house. So uh, we went in this door and the, re the realtor who had the listing didn't give me any warning about this house at all. It was just, yeah, yeah, go ahead and show it. So we, nobody was home. We went in the front door. And as we stood on the landing, my first shock was that above the lower staircase, they built a platform and on this platform was a complete stuffed black bear what? With, his arm, with his arm up, ready to take a swipe at anybody who came in the front door. And so <laughs> you step in the front door and you do one of these, like, holy crap, <laughs> okay. what is that? And, and it, it's just, and that set the tone for the whole showing. Okay. Yeah. And so that's fine. We, we get over that. Like I say, I don't have scary people with me. I just have the, this young single guy and he was, yeah. he was fun with it. We go up into the living room and in the coffee table, it has a, a glass rectangular coffee table, glass sides, glass top. And inside is a desert arrangement with sand and cactuses with two live rattlesnakes in it. <laughs> moving around in this coffee table. Bizarre. 
And, and as, as, you, as you looked around the room, um, up on what would be a high shelf or maybe a picture hanging shelf kind of thing, there's stuffed birds, stuffed crows particularly. Yeah. So this get this stuff crows, crows. Oh, okay. Yes. This is a taxidermy wonderland okay. of, of mostly black birds. I, I looked around and I thought, I'm in a, an Ozzy Osbourne museum or something. That's this, right. this, is, this is weird. Uh, we walked through the house, showed the house, go downstairs into the basement. And as you go down in this floor plan, as you typically go down the bottom stairs and turn right, there's a bedroom there yeah, at yeah. the bottom of the stairs. So I turn right and wander straight into this bedroom and I freeze because as I'm standing in the middle of this bedroom, I'm surrounded by cages. And each one of these cages has got chicken wire on the front. And inside each cage, I think it was five or six of them, is a snake. And Wait, hey, first, first of all, hey, how, how did the house smell? Like, dude, was it? It didn't smell that bad. Well, they're snakes, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I guess they were well looked after snakes. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. So anyways, in the cages, you get snakes. Turn the cages and there's not glass, there's just wire. <laughs> okay. And, and one of these snakes is up like this. Yeah, you know, yeah. The cobra, the cobra thing, yeah. 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 So I, I freeze. My guy didn't even come in the room. <clears throat> he looked at me because I went in first, as a good realtor does, leads yeah. him into the room. And I, 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 I turn. I says, "I'm going to back out slowly. <laughs> okay. Don't alarm the snakes." Yeah. We backed out of the room, looked at the rest of the basement, found uh, where the shower was in the basement it had been replaced by a snake bath. Oh and, my God! And there was still snake scales in the bath it was one of these big tub bath snake things and it was that smelt a little bit yes um, weird anyway uh we left the house and he bought it oh my god yeah okay. All right. so he buys the house yeah, yeah. He, he says you know, the first thing he did was have uh, the ducks cleaned to make sure there was no snakes in any of the ducting system so that was fine and after he after he moved in on moving day i went over to see him as we tend to do and see how things are going and I says, how's the house? Is everything right? And he says, oh, it's fine. Well, he says, this, I got one problem. Uh, okay. He says, come into the basement. So he takes me into the basement. <laughs> and in the basement, there's this big old freezer. You know, the old ones with the rounded oh, edges. Oh, the huge ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, huge ones. And yeah. they threw it in with the deal because they couldn't get it out the door. Because they're um, massive. Yeah. A massive thing. And it worked. Yeah. So we got the, the freezer included in the deal. And, and he puts his hand on the handle of the freezer and he looks at me, he says, are you ready for this? <laughs> now, think of the house we've been through. Yes. I, that, I don't know what's in this freezer, but obviously he's concerned about it. I said, go for it. So he opens up the freezer and lying on his back in the freezer is a complete dead frozen coyote. <laughs> like this, okay. lying there. Oh. Yeah. He says, he says, I don't really mind. I just don't know what to do with it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I don't remember what we actually did with it. It was a long time ago. But the, the image of this um, prostrate uh, frozen coyote in this freezer will never be exited from my mind. It's etched in your brain. Most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Oh my so. goodness! Yeah. Okay. So you know the story you just told breaks pretty well every rule in the home staging. Uh, <laughs> um, you know because they say pets 
you know, don't, don't have things that scare potential buyers. You got a yep. bear at the front door. This is a bad start, right? Yeah. Um, I had Ron James from Mississauga. I don't know if you know him. He, he's got a saying, he says, the only thing that scares him is if there's cages in a house and if there's an empty cage. So you were, you were talking about the snakes downstairs. You, you got to yeah. count the cages, right? Um, holy cow. Yeah. That is, uh, that's amazing. That was probably the freakiest house showing I've done. I've done a lot of strange things and, yeah. and people don't, it's funny. They're allowing strange people, realtors and buyers and strange people into the home and they're trying to present well, but um, like you say, some people don't get staging yeah. and, and it's, we see how they live and, and um, people often people are very, very uh, non-concerned about representing yeah. how they actually live in their houses. Yeah. And you walk away from showing sometimes going, Oh my goodness. Yeah. See another one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, uh, Jeremy, thanks for joining us again. Jeremy Sutton is in Langley at Remax uh, Treeland. Uh, and I, again, you've been around forever. We're both instructors for our provincial association. Uh, you, I know you have seen tons of things, so I'm sure we'll get you back here uh, another day. Be my pleasure. Thanks for coming. Thanks, bud. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for listening. I'm Tony Joe, and this is The Whole Home Show. Today, I'm taking you on a cross-country tour to hear real-life stories from agents. Let's get right back to it. So we're back home in Victoria because at our brokerage, Remax Camosun, from our brokerage, sorry, is Vincent Bart. Vincent, thanks for coming. Good to be here. Uh, you've got a couple of stories, and um, I've got to say, I, I feel that you have a lot of stories, and it's not like you're a new realtor. You've been around for a bit now, but you're not a 40-year realtor, and yet you've had all these experiences. Uh, let's, let's start with the first one. Go ahead. Sure. Yeah, thanks, Tony. I, like you said, I have not been, uh, I've not been in this business for many decades, but uh, one of my favorite stories was when I was a newer agent, I was coordinating a tours. So I would get a, a group of newer agents from the office and all of us, we didn't have a lot going on. So we said, let's get out, let's become experts in the local market. Yeah. So we'd set up these tours and on one of these tours, it was my turn to set it up and I had missed. So we use a technology tool called TouchBase to coordinate showings and communicate amongst agents. And I had missed a message from an agent saying, wait, no, please don't stop by. The seller won't be awake at that time. It was uh, like a mid morning on a weekday. So we just were in our cars doing the tour, yada, yada. And we you missed this, this message. You missed the message. Missed the message okay. completely. Yeah. And just thought, okay, well, on to the next one. So we, we went to this, this property and, and I was um, a, few a few vehicles behind. So I wasn't leading the pack. There was a, a group of ladies that were all together. And they, they use the lockbox, they get into the house, they, you know, they knock, they come in, hey, we're with Remax, no answers, they go in. And then they hear a commotion upstairs and a fully birthday suit clad gentleman runs out of his bedroom to confront these intruders. And they, everyone was terrified. The ladies were terrified, scarred for life. Uh, he was scarred for life. He thought there was an intruder in his house. And what had happened was this guy had been totally asleep and he had just been woken up by these realtors unannounced and uh and everyone got the scare of their life and i had some serious apologizing to do because i was the agent that had missed the message going yep. and missed the message yep. um so i hope enough time has passed that we can all laugh about it <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> it was a little while ago now so 
But uh, yeah, that was one incident where. Well, well, I was you know, so so first of all, it yeah. it beg it begs the question. You know, when somebody has their house for sale, they 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 should sort of assume that their their life isn't normal, right? <laughs> and that yes. things and things can happen. But the other thing too is, uh, I you know what comes to my mind is if he's in his bedroom and he hears a commotion. What, does he keep his clothes in another room? Like, couldn't he put something on, like a towel or something, right? No kidding. Yes. If there's someone breaking into my house, yeah. the first thing I'm doing is putting on some pants before I deal with whatever's outside of that bedroom door. But uh, exactly. now that's something I have to prep my, my selling clients. Hey, pro yeah. tip, if your house is on the market, keep a pair of pants in your bedroom. Hey, by the, by the way, I've mentioned this before too, because yeah. you know I've been around for almost 30 years now in the business. Yeah. I have yet to bump into one of these uh, accidental naked situations. So I don't know if I'm doing something wrong. I think I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> right. You're just lucky, I guess. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> something else happened to you. Yeah, so this was uh, one of my first listings. And I call it, it's in an area that's not quite up and coming. It's, it's still uh, a pretty rough neighborhood of town. And it was a smaller listing. And it had, it had some tenants in it that were kind of like an art collective, very, very bohemian, to put it nicely and uh, showings were a real challenge. So we finally managed to say, hey, it's time for you to move. We're trying to sell the house. Let's, let's move on. So we got them out and I thought, great. Once the house is empty, it's going to be so much easier to sell this place. Yeah. I was dead wrong. Once the house was empty and everyone had moved out, we got new photos, everything looked great. Problem is, people started moving into the house. What do you mean? But they, they weren't buyers. <laughs> Tony, these were, these were local homeless people. Squatters. And they had squatters, absolutely. Oh. So I, I had one instance where I had, uh, they had gotten in through the back window and I was doing a showing. So I showed up 10 minutes early just to make sure all the lights were on and looked great. And there were people sleeping in the living room. So I didn't want to make a scene. I just said, hey guys, I've got some people actually who are interested in buying this place. Can you please get out of this house? In the There's a for sale sign in the front, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's very clearly like it's a vacant house. It's listed for sale. Yeah. yeah. Just get out, please. I yes. don't want to create a scene. Just, you know, so they're, they're actually bundling up their stuff and getting out the back door as the showing people are coming into the house. Holy. And that's just the start of it. So this house <laughs> along the way, uh, and the timeline gets a little fuzzy. I think I'm trying to forget some of this, but um, along the way, I had a real estate sign stolen out of the front yard. It just totally disappeared. And I remember reaching out to you and saying, is this common? Like, does this happen? Apparently it's not common. Then the sign showed up a couple days later. It looked like it had been run over by a car. There were tread marks and graffiti all over the sign, and it was just thrown back in the front yard. Yeah, yeah. And so I had to replace the sign. I remember you asked me that question. Yes. That's right. Okay, yeah. okay. All right. So, and, then, and then somewhere along the line there, so we, we had the window uh, fixed that was broken. So we thought, okay, it's secure. Great. No problem. I started making a habit. Once the place has been kind of designated as a as a haven for squatters it's really uh important to stay on top of it so i would yes. just drive by you know evenings if i was passing through just stop by and just check on the house one particular night it was a friday night i think we were just finishing up a date night and um i'll stop by the listing see what's going on and there were flashlights on inside the house oh great said, you know what i don't want to deal with this so i called the non-emergency police number and said hey if you guys aren't busy i would love some help down here and, uh, and they brought in, I think it was five or six police officers, three vehicles and a police dog to clear the place, go room by room. And we could hear them outside yelling, clear, 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 as they go from room to room. Wow. It was bizarre. 
turns out there was someone who had been sleeping in the shed. So they had converted the shed into a little suite. And the bizarre thing, Tony, is I was here every two, three days anyways, checking on the place, picking up garbage. I have picked up more uh, drug paraphernalia uh, oh. in that listing than I will ever, ever hope to uh, have uh, exposure to. So just a bizarre experience. Um, and uh, yeah, so we, we just kept clearing it out and there'd be people moving into the backyard, into the shed, the sign would disappear. It was just a never ending uh, battle. So, you know, uh, our listeners are, you know, every once in a while they're watching HGTV and they're watching these shows about real estate and, you know, selling these luxury homes and making all this money. Um, uh, this is, it is not necessarily a glamorous business. Sometimes this is what we got to do, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Ah, oh, geez, Vincent. And again, I'm sure you have more stories and more will be coming. But um, again, in 30 years, I haven't, I've missed these. I'm doing something wrong, like I said. <laughs> well, I hope, to, I hope I'm getting all the tough stuff out of the way early in my career so I can look back on this and laugh. Yeah, great. So now. what you're saying is then the stuff's going to come my way afterwards, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Uh, Vincent Bart is with uh, Remax Emotion here at Town. Thanks for joining us, uh, Vincent. So over in Vancouver at Keller Williams, we have Walker Adair. Walker, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. So, um, well, you know, you had a story about neighbors and stuff. Actually, you've got a couple of stories. Uh, tell us. Um, so I think one of the craziest ones I've had was a property I was working on. It was actually a development deal. And um, basically my client was drilling. So we had, we bought the place. We're doing tests, trying to check for groundwater and whatnot. And um, so we're drilling. And I, me I remember vividly, we're like, wow, there's a lot of water. <laughs> okay. So we're drilling and we thought it was just groundwater because it was a pretty low water or pretty high water table. And we didn't really think much of it. It was in the summer, kind of went away. And um, a few weeks later, we go back in and I'm doing a possession of the house and actually had no power. And I'm walking down the stairs of the basement and I remember smelling kind of like, it was kind of musky, typical okay. basement smell. And I jumped off the last few stairs into the basement and landed in about meh, 18 inches of water. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh, okay, so hold on a sec. This, this was an empty house, was it? It was an empty house, yeah. Actually, the lady was living in it. She rented it back for a little bit. So okay. She, staying there, but she never went in the basement, ever. Oh my. We had no idea, but she had moved out about a week ago, a week before, and... Um, yeah, thankfully we were tearing it down, so okay, it like a major crisis. But yeah, okay. So 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 what was it then? Because you 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 were testing uh, the, yeah, the groundwater so we for groundwater, and I think we might have hit the water main. Is what oh. I think happened, and just kind of burst it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it, like you said, thank goodness that the house came down because um, wow, uh, that that could have been problematic, right? Yeah, it was, uh, it was, I was like freaking out. It was one of my, I it was about three years ago. So it was one of my, you know, first big deals I'd ever done. And I got on the phone right away and he's like, whatever. <laughs> we don't really care. And I was like, oh no. And I, yeah, soaking wet, 18 inches of water. Well, know? it's a rude awakening. Cause if you're going downstairs, you never, you don't expect, uh, you know, uh, two inches of water is one thing, but a uh, foot and a half. That's, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was not good. And, um, yeah, so we had the restoration company and they drained all the water and, you know, was a small, small price to pay, but, um, you know. Yeah, and, and again, I mean, if you if that house wasn't coming down, that would be an insurance situation, yeah, right? Yeah, not fun. <laughs> yeah, 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 no kidding. You're listening to Realtor Stories today, a collection of interviews with agents across Canada. 
We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back to you in just a minute. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections and Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. Today, we're talking with agents across the country with their stories, both hilarious and scary. If you're ever wondering how I find these stories, I just ask. Some of you already know that I have the privilege of training, coaching, and speaking to agents across North America. And I'm also part of many industry chat groups, which I find invaluable. They're great tools to stay market smart, not just locally, but also across Canada and in many ways across the globe. So it's handy knowing so many skilled and experienced agents in all of our country's marketplaces. And if you have the need to buy or sell anywhere across Canada, let me know. I probably have a friend there who can help you out. Let's return to more Realtor Stories, returning with Walker Adair at Keller Williams in Vancouver. Uh, I think the other one I mentioned was the... um like I was doing a tenant open house Yes. and there was a, I, I, you probably heard a lot of these stories about just, you know, tenants don't, I mean, it's sad, but you know, tenants don't really want to sell. <laughs> they don't really want their landlord selling. And I were doing an open house on a condo. It was actually one of my very first listings. Okay. Ever. Yeah. And um, the tenant would sit and watch horror movies on the <laughs> in his underwear with his hand down his pants and just like stare at us as he went through in the TV full blast. Yeah. And, I would like wait downstairs and I'd warn everybody as we were <laughs> going upstairs that the tenant is home and, you know, not fully closed. <laughs> so you're making it difficult to sell the house. Yeah, it's sold. I mean, yeah. this was back yeah. in 2016 when the market was on fire. Yeah. So I think anything will sell no matter what you do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we got this, so we got this tenant. He's in his underwear watching uh, horror movies, a full blast during showings. Um, yeah. I'm guessing that's not what he was doing all day long. He probably just waited for the showing and that's what he did, right? I hope not. I mean, I think, I mean, you never know, but I, you know, I don't know many people that watch, you know, the Shawshank Redemption in their underwear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's, it's amazing what, uh, what happens. You know, we have heard a lot of stories about tenants who make it difficult to sell. That, you know, the, the, the reality is most of the time the property does sell. So it's kind of like delaying the inevitable, right? Exactly. It's, it's, a, it's sad. I mean, you know, I've been in the tenant situation, you know, before I was a realtor. So I understand, but I never, you know, made it that difficult. And, you know, yeah. you know, and, so. and the, on the flip side too, you know, uh, when a tenant is very cooperative during a sale process, so many times the landlord will give a glowing um, uh, testimonial or reference, right? Um, that, that does not happen when they make it difficult. Exactly. And even me as a realtor, you know, I tell my tenants, I'll be your reference. Just make it easy for me. Yeah. I'll help yeah. you get a new place. And, you know, I'm like, I don't want to be the bad guy here. You know, I'm sorry. This is just like what happens in real estate is what we got to do. And, you know, if we can, I tell my tenants, we'll make you stay. We'll, we'll keep you as a tenant. Right? 100%. 100%. Thanks for joining Walker. That's great. Thanks for having me, Tony.
So we're over in White Rock, BC. My friend Tammy Evans uh, with Remax is with us. Hey, Tammy, how's it going? Good morning, Tony. Um, I've been at this a long time. You've been at this a long time as well, too. I yeah. know you've got tons of stories. Um, you know, I think one of the reasons why we're doing this, of course, is to remind people that real estate is not necessarily a glamorous business, right? Uh, it's not what people watch on TV. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. We wish it was, right? But we don't all drive Rolls Royces and sell, you know, $40 million properties, right? Uh, yes. Yes. You've got a story to tell us, which, which isn't necessary. It's not your own story, right? But it, it's something that happened with another agent. It's not my own story, but I love this story. And yeah. you know, it was a dear person in the business who he's gone now, but during the time that, uh, during the day when you could do this kind of thing, he was representing both the buyer and the seller on the sale of an acreage in Langley, BC. Yep. And uh, everybody was getting along so well that he had no qualms about letting the buyer and the seller get together without him to go over things prior to completion. Where's the sprinkler system? Where's the septic? How do I do this? Nice so service. Buyer, I'm sorry? Nice service. Like he's, yeah. Totally. Yeah. But as the buyer and the seller were walking the property, the seller happened to point out under a beautiful tree that that's where his favorite pet, Smokey the German Shepherd, was buried. <laughs> Smokey and the German Shepherd. Okay. Yeah, he just lost the German Shepherd. And the buyer was very concerned and was like, nope, I don't want any carcasses on the property. Coyotes will dig it up. I don't want the smell. It's going to affect the water. And the seller reported, sorry, buddy, you bought it as it is. That includes Smokey here. Anyway, long story short, both parties got into a huge fight, refused to complete, both sides. Oh. So guess who got to go and dig up the dog? <laughs> so, dog up first, the dog. Yeah. To make everything go smoothly, the realtor had to go out with a shovel, gloves, and garbage bags and dig out the dog. Now, the seller had insisted that the dog was buried six feet down. There should be no issue with, you know, being dug up. Yeah. And I still remember the look of pain on Danny's face as he told me this story. And uh, he said, Tammy, I, I put my shovel in the ground. I dug down about 18 inches and clunk, clunk, there was Smokey. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you didn't have to go looking for Smokey. No, but, yeah. you know, just the idea, that, you know, he's having to take away this dog in his car, get rid of the body and that sort of thing. People, when you said this isn't always the glamorous job that people think we have, this yeah. is one of many stories that have, of a similar ilk that I can tell. Well, and this is the thing, because, you know, sometimes the realtor is that conduit, right? Because like you said, in this, this particular case, two parties could not get together and, and, and uh, make it happen. And, you know, that, this is really saying something when a real estate person's got to roll up their sleeves and start digging. <laughs> and I got to say, there's two takeaways from this for me. Yeah. One is, there is a reason why what we do is to facilitate an arm's length transaction. And oh. sometimes even with the best of relationships, there's a challenge between the buyer and the seller. And there's a lot of stress and anxiety that can be involved with this. And uh, so that's one of the major things that realtors provide to mm -hmm. their clients. And the other thing is, when, I mean, I heard this story when I was fairly new in real estate 25 years ago. And I thought, boy, I guess I better buy a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> you got, yeah, you got a shovel in the, in the trunk of your car with gloves and garbage bags, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. But, you know, but the other thing, though, too, is, you know, you, you've referenced this realtor. Um, and, you know, I love hearing stories 
about agents who, I mean, clearly he was someone you liked, reputable, good agent. There's people out there like that in the business, good, solid individuals that make things happen. Absolutely. I actually bring that up quite often because um, I'm a good team player and I like the people that I work with. Uh, I was a little bit concerned when I first started 25 years ago. I was coming out of construction, wasn't really thinking I was going into real estate. I was always meant to be a scientist, but holy wow, the people I've met have been outstanding. Almost always, I have had people go above and beyond and I'm very proud of the profession. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I hear you. 100%. 100%. Uh, thanks for that, Tammy. And again, I, I mean, I know it wasn't your story, but it's a great story because... Um, Tony, yeah. I've got such great stories. Sometimes you and I will talk. I had a woman that went into labor, her water broke while I was showing the, her unit. I've got... <laughs> I had to do a dumpster diving thing at one point. There's... I've got so many great stories about... Oh, hold, hold on a second. This... Was that, did that have to do with keys, dumpster driving yes. keys? Yes. Okay, tell us that story. I, I okay. think I, I've heard this one, yes. Big time real estate moment of shame. Okay. Um, I was showing one of my units in White Rock, walked in, young guy, great guy, not Martha Stewart. I could smell a foul stench as I was in there and it turned out his garbage was way overdue. So I grabbed his garbage quickly before the showing, raced it outside, threw it in the dumpster, went back into the unit, realized that I had thrown the keys to the unit into <laughs> the dumpster with <laughs> Tony. I had to go back and get the keys and I had to get into the dumpster. And I'm not talking about just getting in. I was completely enclosed because to get into the dumpster, I had to close the lid. I was in the dumpster. Well, okay. <laughs> so, so this was for a showing, right? Yep. Okay. So yep. you were dressed in a show in yes, realtor sir. attire showings. Absolutely. High heels and everything. Okay, and did you but find? You know what? By the grace of God, the um, the garbage had been collected recently, so there was virtually nothing in the bottom of the bin. Yeah. And thankfully, nobody, none of the other unit owners came down while I was digging through the garbage. Nobody, <laughs> the garbage guys didn't show up. I found them quickly, and I popped out. But I just thought, you know, that's like the epitome of, I don't know, that's my, that was my nadir. That was my low point of real estate. Okay, so you don't see this kind of stuff on HGTV? That's, these are the things no. that they cut out, yes. No, and that's why I appreciate your show, because I love that we get a chance to tell a few of these stories. Oh, for sure. Thanks for joining. Tammy Evans is uh, with Remax in White Rock. Um, Have a great day, Tony. Thank you. Lots of great stories. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. Let's jump into yet more stories and experiences from other realtors. We've made our way over to Ontario right now. We have with us Andrew Perry. Andrew is in Niagara on the Lake. Beautiful uh, location. You're with uh, Rebel Realty. Uh, Andrew, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate that. By the way, congrats. You've got yourself a new uh, little one in the uh, Perry family. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, about 24 hours ago. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> hey, Niagara and the Lake, uh, for any of our listeners uh, here in Victoria, if you haven't been there, actually, first of all, I'm sure we have a lot of Ontario expats that listen to our show. Maybe even some yeah. folks that are from your region there, the Niagara region. Uh, to me, Niagara and the Lake feels kind of like Sydney. It's, uh, I love your, the, the, um, the, what do you call it? The downtown core kind of thing, yeah. all the shops and the restaurants. It's a beautiful location. Hey, listen, uh, we're telling stories here, and you told a story. Here is one that, um, you know, it's scary because we're kind of hearing more of this, but uh, tell us. Give us the background here. So uh, the reason why this is so scary, um, 
is just because there's there's no apparent motive behind it. So yeah. I wrote some notes, and I hope you don't mind that I read from it. I just don't oh, want yeah. to miss any of the story. Of course. Of course. Um, all right. So we, I had listed um, uh, in a home that's not Niagara-on-the-Lake uh, at a very high price point. So almost just under $2 million. A lot of money. And yeah. And it's, and, it's, and it's a lot of money for that particular area. So the sellers were private. Um, they didn't want a for sale sign out front. Um, you know, they, they, they wanted a price that they had in their mind and they didn't want to accept anything else. So after about seven months of it being on the market, not a lot of showings, actually there might've been one. Okay. Um, we had uh, one showing that loved it and put in an offer immediately. Sounds great. From there, we had, it actually went into multiple offers. So yeah. Oh, yeah. out of nowhere, we, we had two offers and we ended up choosing the highest, like, yeah. right, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, so, so, so what happened was those buyers submitted the deposit. It was on a Friday. So the offices were closed. And um, we you need the deposit to make the deal. That's just part Correct. of the yeah, legal aspect. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yep. So the um, we do have a safety deposit drop off box. The buyers uh, said that they had been there, done that. Um, and on Monday, we found out that there was nothing dropped off. And from there, when we followed up with the buyers, so it's important to know that I wasn't the buyer's agent. You're the seller's I, agent. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I, I did as much as I could. Um, but in Niagara, we, we don't have a lot of these stories. You're not used to these kinds of things. Okay. So what you're uh, saying is these people are there. Was it a mistake or? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get to that. Okay. So, <laughs> so that's what it was. Hey, you know, it was a mistake. We must have dropped it in the neighbor's Dropbox. Okay. So, okay, fair enough. The neighbor's Dropbox, Dropbox actually, um, they weren't open. So there's nobody to call. There's no, we, it was, there was no, we couldn't just knock on the door and say, hey, can you check your Dropbox? Yeah. Uh, the way it was is they're in transition. How much and, money is this, by the way? Uh, am I allowed to say that? Yeah, I think so, right? A yeah, $100,000 yeah. deposit. Okay, $100,000 deposit. That's a lot of money. A lot of money. A lot okay. of money. So when we followed up with them and just say, okay, great. You know what? We understand. We'll try to figure that out. We'll go next door and we'll figure it out when we can. But for now, please send us the, the bank draft receipt. Yeah. Um, after a few days of, they were kind of, they're in the um, uh, baby boomer range. Yep. So they're trying to pull like a, a senior card and just say, we don't know how to work technology, et cetera. And so what happened was, is, is they got a bank receipt. Uh, a draft receipt from 2011. I know that because they tried to pencil in 2020. You're so they kidding. physically manipulated the draft receipt. Okay. So auto automatically, I said, nope, sorry, this deal's dead. You're, we don't need a, we don't want a mutual release or anything like that because of legal reasons down the road. So what we said is you're in breach. Sorry, don't come back until, you know, I, I was prepared to totally walk away from them forever. Yeah. My se sellers, on the other hand, wanted to say, hey, okay, you know what? Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they did drop it off. Maybe they loved the house so much that they just did not want to lose it. So they came up with this idea of manipulating an old draft receipt. Oh. I said, that's, I, and I said, that's very unlikely. So yeah. let's give all of this information to your lawyer so that they have it. Yeah. So about uh, a week goes by. Sellers decide that they still want to work with these people. So they came up with a $1,000 check direct deposited from RBC into our Revel Realty uh, bank account. Yeah. Now, from there, 
um, because it was not a bank draft, which we requested, of course, yeah. since it was not a bank draft, it was just a regular check. It did take a few days to uh, Clear. process. Yeah. So we, I call up our deals department. They're like, Andrew, the deal is in, or sorry, the deposit is in. You're good to go. A few days later, the 100K taken out of the deposit and we're charged an $84 NSF fee. So when confronting the buyers with that, uh, they said that their bank account has been uh, um, has somebody has committed fraud against them, and oh they goodness. needed to switch the bank accounts around. To what? To which I said, okay, there's two red flags. That's that's way too many for me to accept. Yeah. Yeah. And through this time, they had went. They fulfilled the bank. Uh, the financial condition. Yeah. They were working on the septic and the home inspecting condition. Yeah. So they went out, they brought two different types of inspectors. Spend money. They, they spent, well, <laughs> no, oh, oh, no, they oh, didn't. Oh. So yeah. So okay. actually they did sp spend like two or $300 on the home inspection. The septic inspector never got paid. Oh. And yeah. So, so when that happened, we, we found out that the, um, uh, the, the, the second deposit, sorry, there's multiple deposits here. So I'm kind of, I don't want to lose my train of thought. So the second deposit bounced, right? So I just told you that and, and they wanted to go firm. Luckily that day we found out that it bounced. So I said, we are not signing you. We're not, they didn't want to go firm. They wanted to do an amendment extension or something. Yeah. It wasn't extension. It was uh, that the, that they would withhold funds because there was a little tweaking with the septic tank that they didn't like, uh, or the home inspector didn't like anyway. So we did, we did not agree. We said, we are not going firm. We're not signing this amendment. You're, you guys are in breach again. Yeah. Uh, now, if I had signed that and it went firm, yes, there was a breach, but I'm not a lawyer, so there's no way that I was going to let my sellers potentially walk into that it would have been litigation. Ugly. Yeah. yeah, because they, they potentially could have tied up the property and they maybe could not have sold it to somebody else, right? So, yes. So, so the, the big thing here is this is a harrowing story because uh, as you, what I heard you say is these people were proceeding along as if everything was fine, but yep. with this, little, this small little deposit issue, right? Yes, um, And the reason why I wanted to bring you on and talk about this is because We've been hearing about this. The question is, why would somebody go through this mm -hmm. if they did not have the money or if yeah. they weren't qualified and, and ready to buy? This is a hair-raising story for any seller out there, right? Yeah, and so it gets crazier. Gets a little crazy. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so you know what? Again, I said, no, we're done. We're done. I told the buyer's agent who, as well, obviously I'm not going to name his name, but he was – he couldn't believe it either. He was like, Andrew, I've got no clue what's going on. Yeah. I have no idea. Um, so anyways, uh, I told them we didn't want to work with them. A couple of days later, they come back with a new offer, um, a new deposit receipt for the bank draft of 100K. And I, told, I, I had to tell the sellers, obviously, right? So I told them, I'm like, this is not a good de idea. I do not accept, uh, accept um, I don't sure. suggest moving forward. Bad history the, already. Yeah. The sellers just wanted to move forward. They're like, Andrew, because they met them, right? They yeah. were there for the home inspection and they had wine and they talked. Um, and, uh, you know, I, it was not a, a good situation. They said, Andrew, no, you know, let's give them the benefit of the doubt again. I'm like, no, let's, no, let's not do that. But you said, Andrew, 
everybody deserves a second chance. So we, we went through with it and sure enough, the second deposit bounced. So which we said, we all decided, okay, that we're parting ways, we're parting ways, we're parting ways. Our CFO said, okay, um, Andrew, I, I flagged, we did some more research. We went back a few months into our brokerages, um, history financials and we realized that these people had done this to another listing agent from our brokerage and around the same time four months previous they 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 bought a house and backed out of a firm offer oh yes so so obviously by that time we were never even close to working with them again um but it sounds like a chronic situation Yep. And then when I, when I spoke to the two different listing agents and the other buyer agent, they all said the same thing. Andrew, there was a, a, no apparent motive as to why they would do this. It's not, they weren't money laundering because they never, there was no money that was actually exchanging hands. And at the same time, they have a, a, a court case being built against them right now. Um, so, so again, it, it is one of those things where uh, although we don't see this type of activity in the Niagara region, it is something to be concerned about because as agents, as buyers, as sellers, you can get caught up and be like, okay, the deal's firm. Yeah. Nothing, nothing can happen. The deal's firm now, right? Who, who wants to be sued? And in reality, you never know because you know, uh, anything that could happen can happen. Well, here's a scary thing because, you know, in all of the chat groups that are across Canada, you know, hacks, uh, there's BC real estate corner. There's all these, uh, you know, thousands of realtors get together and every once in a while there's a post beware of Bob Smith because he's been writing <laughs> yeah. fraudulent deals and stuff. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of sad that we're getting there cause it's not like they're buying a car. You know, it's not oh. like it's a $20,000 transaction. This is a, you know, for you, it was a $2 million yeah. transactions, a lot of things at stake. And, um, Anyways, like I said, I wanted to bring you on because that's this is this is a scary thing, and this is a reason why we are here. The real estate community exists to protect consumers so that they don't Agreed. get themselves into trouble. Right? Yeah, we we made sure that we put it on the Niagara board bulletin. Yeah. Um, we made sure that uh, you know we sent it out. Um, the the problem was is that there's no consistency in the houses that they were looking at either. So you know they were kind of all over the map. Six hundred. Well, a million and, and some, you know what there's definitely something going on with those guys yeah there, yeah sure. and and you know what we like i did i tried to do my due diligence especially in a price range like that i say okay we need a lawyer's letter and we need some financial um um proof uh, financing um uh, from your mortgage broker yeah. and they just wouldn't provide it and although we we already had an accepted deal so it's not like i could backtrack Red and flags. it's just it's just not Red something flags. that you 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 think of before you accept a deal like you know four million ten million i mean we should treat every transaction the same but you know what it's it's something that i learned from my own mistakes by you know just hey the house was sitting for a little long time and the sellers were just getting a little too excited when something came in um you know us as agents should take that time to be like okay maybe there's a reason for that so let's do our due diligence before we we take this to the next 100 well hey thanks for scaring the heck out of our listeners (laughs) yeah they're (laughs) gonna start wondering about the deposit hey by the way for listeners to know this is a true rarity i mean for me in 29 years 2500 transactions i've had two failures right yeah. out of that many it's a real rarity the system is pretty strong it but, is but um you know good for you for directing your people great thanks for joining us andrew yes, perry no problem. Uh, over at niagara in the lake and uh, rebel realty uh we'll catch you again thank you so much guys all right take care thanks again for joining us today hope you've enjoyed these stories 
and have had some good chuckles. I'll be here for you this time next week.